welcome to Your Daily Game Face. I'm Dr. Kim Landon here with the, I don't know if we're in Lou Blasey. What? You're going to start we're, already? You're echoey. Yeah. Oh, echo. Do you hear the echo? No, I don't hear an echo. Hopefully it will cover your nose whistle that people keep talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's been okay, a career long thing. People are talking about your nose whistle. Happens all, yeah. I, mean, I know. Over and the years, I've, I've So gotten... everyone that told me about it last week, I understand. Lou can't help it. And I understand, so. I think you have to go see a nose person. Yeah, well, look at my nose. It's bent, so. Well, you know, that's what happens. It was a football older. injury. Uh-huh. That's what it always is. It's a football injury. I can only tell you what it was. Okay. Yes. Sure. You should say it's hockey or like battle wound or something. No, I I didn't get too many hockey injuries. Football, I get beat up. Hockey, not so much. Um. So, by the way... I have 15 minutes to listen to the people next door because they're screaming again this week. So they've yeah. been quiet until you showed up. Do you hear that? I'm, I'm talking to a person next to me who I'm going to introduce shortly, but I wanted to talk. So I brought a guest today as I, I think I may have mentioned last week, but I may be having a little senility and the fact that I don't remember if I mentioned, but I think I did. Um, but we are talking today about health and wellness and um, eating right and you know, having healthy bodies and healthy minds and all the things that we always talk about, but we're going to have a special guest talk about it from a different angle, sort of. And also, it, because I thought it was timely in the fact that last year at this time, this is the day before um, one of my nearest and dearest friends passed away at age 46 of a variety of health issues that were related to health and wellness that wasn't probably the best in his life. And um, he died very young and mm. um, and it was very sad and left a family behind and my best friends and kids and the whole nine yards. So it was very difficult. Um, but I think this is a timely show because tomorrow's the first year anniversary. I can't believe it's been a whole year that he's passed. Um, but uh, it was important to uh, talk about it and remember him. And also just the fact that how important good We've talked about men's health this year, how good yeah. doctoring and healthy attitudes and appetites and good exercise and, and motivation and not doing that, you know, I'll do it tomorrow attitude will help you. So we're going to talk about that today. And so I just wanted to make sure that I paid uh, due respect to my lovely friend, Bill Tortellini, who did pass away a year ago tomorrow and um, to his lovely family that just got a new puppy. Oh, nice who is as small as Rocky yep. and um, and his name is Thor, which is another <laughs> long story because his name was going to be Marvel, but I didn't like that name. So now his name is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you got naming rights? On the I dog? had naming rights because they didn't want me to call it anything else. And so they had to go with what I picked. <laughs> yeah. Cause he would have just called him. I would have called all yeah. oh, the list was long I, and he, yeah, he was very cute. So he was named though initially Marvel cause Bill, did um comic books and did stuff for stan lee and marvel comics so he they were going to call him marvel and he's a cute little beagle but it just didn't fit him so i like thor oh. so thor's the name <laughs> you know it's just one of those things it was that or john said boo-boo and so it was boo-boo or thor's thor better. we went with thor yeah so so he did so, stuff for stan lee like is he an artist or? yeah he well he and he um and he does all the he well, does he did all the lettering for the comics and lots of different really cool comics i'll bring them in sometime like wow. all different types of kind of scandalous ones and you know because comic books aren't just the dc and the marvel they're just like the yeah varieties of interesting ones out there like i like eon flux remember eon flux you guys remember that show that was yep. turned from cartoon yeah. 
Oh my God, it was so good. So <laughs> anyway, so, it, but that's what he did. He didn't do just that. He was a graphic designer, but he did um, the lettering for that. And he also did um, some really cool graphics for, oh God, I should know this. Mm, I was in Cabo with him. Oh, it's a singer. Uh -huh. Give me a country singer. I can't think of it. I'm thinking about Stan Lee right now. Brad Paisley. Who? Brad Paisley. No. Is it a male or female? It's a male. Oh my God. Garth Brooks. If John was listening, he he's not listening right now, but he Keith Urban. Be... Tim McGraw. No. It will come to me when I'm not thinking about Clearly it. Clearly I'm a 90s country fan. No. <laughs> but we no, it would be someone in that era, but oh my yeah. God, it's awful because I actually like sat and had drinks with him twice in Cabo and I can't remember who I did that with. Well, um, Abby, Abby, if you're listening, text and tell me what I'm talking about because Abby will remember. Yeah, she's probably not listening. She's probably still in bed. <laughs> she always listens. Abby's, I know, Abby, but Abby's well, always listening. She knew I was going to talk about today. Good morning, Joe. Joe is joining us this morning. Joe, by the way, has some fantastic. This would be a good lead into my guest. Joe has some fantastic little runners in his program. So Joe is a coach for the Greater Little Roadrunners Youth Program, and um, he has been doing the national championships and getting kids ready for the junior olympics and he is an amazing coach for kids and and he's got a whole bunch of qualifiers in the last two weeks of okay. superstar kids that nice. have qualified to go out to california and he's a great coach and he's super motivating and he's a you know that authoritative person so he's got a lot of high praise and warmth and good task requirements and lots of he gives the emotional yummies like a good coach should. <laughs> so he's really good. So shout out to Joe for doing that because he's really good at it. Um, now that brings us to my guest. So today joining us in, you know, my my push for women in leadership and also the motivation of, um, you know, just getting people motivated to be healthy, best selves. Uh, I have Amy Cronin, but Amy Salant or Amy Salant Cronin from Fitness yeah. Together in Andover, Mass. So she's married, but. I, you know, she, you know, that's, you know, one <laughs> of those whatever you want. It's Amy. <laughs> it's Amy. So Amy yeah. has, first of all, she owns with her husband, she owns fitness together in Andover mass. So fitness together, I'll let her tell you what that is, but it's a, it's a great little studio um, to go do personal training at, but she can talk about that if she would like to. Um, certainly we can put a plug up for your business and Thanks. for all the local people that would come and join because um, it's a great way to get in shape and do it in a personalized manner instead of going to the big box gyms like I do. No. Don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> just time, you know, it's my timing. Yeah. I know, I do. Yeah. Um, anyway, but Amy has a great story. And I asked her to come because she and I have very like-minded ideas about health and wellness and how to motivate people. But Amy also um, has gone through a lot of journey herself in terms of how to, she's, one of the best things I think that people can go through is when they've not only been a person who's got the issues or isms or they're dealing with something and also then they're trained on the other side kind of like me or you like we've we've done both sides of the coin so we know how to address it from both sides so amy has a great story of of weight loss and her own exercise journey and also inspiring others and she's a superstar marathon runner and amy and i have known each other for about seven or eight years now but she ran the boston marathon um in unfortunate times during the pandemic yeah. which we all did the virtual and everything like and then she came back and um she went in and, and she rocked it and she rocked it again this year so she's done it three times yes. one virtual and two in person and um 
So she's on her way to the streak of 10. She's seven away and I'm let's <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves. So she's yeah. seven away and I'm two away. So, you know, so we have, so we, we sort of trained together. We went out was it last year. It was like a hundred degrees out mm. and we ran. And I say that in air quotes, we ran mm. poorly <laughs> and it was like, we got done. Yeah, we did it, but oh, it was awful. It was the one foot in front of the other. It was the day that we were training for the year that it was in person, but it was October. October. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it was very hot. Summer training for a marathon is hot. Love summer training. I'd rather not do that. (laughs) I'd rather run inside an air conditioning, but nonetheless, bring on the heat. Yeah. No, (laughs) no, you know me. Unless it's like sundown or sun up, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I'd rather lay on a beach. Yeah. You know, you know, you're a wimp that way. I'm yes, I'm definitely. That's the first word that would come to everybody's <laughs> mind is to describe me as a wimp. So anyway, so welcome, Amy. Thank you. You're very Thank welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're very it's welcome. So nice to meet you, Lou. Nice Been to meet you too. To you for so long. It's nice to Have finally you? put a oh on the show. <laughs> you heard my nose whistle? <laughs> yes, I actually listened. Yeah. Um, no, I did not comment about the nose whistle. Oh, I didn't that put it together. Me. Yes, you've commented, of course. That wasn't. It wasn't me. Yeah. I, I she makes comments notice. all the time. Yeah, it wasn't. She wasn't the one about the nose whistle. But it was. It wasn't no, just know, Eric last week. It was a couple other people. Well, so stop with the nose whistle. I know. I mean, just you know, it's really okay. We understand. Look at. I usually am draining and sneezing and hacking this room. We all so. have our stuff. That's right. Yep. Yeah. But I. Just get to pick on you because it's fun. So anyway, so Amy, so all right. So could you tell us first of all a little bit about fitness together and what you do and what your company does and how you help people in that way? So we get some background. Absolutely. So um fitness together is a one-on-one personal training studio. Uh we also do small group training of people up to up to four people in a class. Um, there's always a personal trainer in the room. We have private training suites, so you're not in a big open space with lots of people coming in and out, stealing your weights and whatnot. Um, you get your own your own stuff, and and it's very private. So <laughs> I like to call us the anti-gym um, <laughs> for people that hate going to the gym yeah. or that can't get motivated or self-conscious. Um, self-conscious, right. yep. Um, people that need the appointment because they're so super busy either with home life or work and they just don't carve out time. Um, the one benefit that came out of COVID was we started training people virtually as well. So now we do virtual training for people when they're traveling, um, or we had some clients move during the pandemic. So we're able to continue training them on a virtual basis. So, um, everything is just customized to the individual, whatever their needs are, whatever their goals are, um, we can help them get there. Go ahead. This is, this is all personal training. Yes. So they don't show up and just do their own training? No. Yeah. No, you are in a private training suite with a trainer. So can you come in and do cardio? Can yep, you come, you can in, come and, in and do cardio. So you can come in as a client, but mm-hmm. you don't have to have a trainer for that, but you can right. come in and do the cardio. Right. And we do write cardio prescriptions for all of our clients. Um, so whatever their goal is, uh, we'll set them up to do cardio appropriate for whatever their goal is. Um, and what would goals be? Do like, nutrition counseling as well. So nutrition, because that's the other piece of it that you do yeah. is the nutrition, nutrition piece. Counseling. It's so important. Can you move that mic a little bit to your left? Because when you to turn left? turn your off mic a little bit, yes. This one? Gently, yes. Is that better? Uh, when you talk to Amy, we'll find out. <laughs> when you turn your head, it just sounds a little I'll off I'll stop mic. turning my head. I just won't look at her. I'll look at <laughs> <the same. laughs> You can look at Amy. It's fine. Don't um, look at me. Um, so... 
so Amy, the nutrition, the personal training, and then you write the plans. And I know that you also write plans for people when they go on vacation too. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like a big, it's, you know, it's, it's a package deal so that you get, you know, I mean, you pay for what you get, right? And if you're going to the gym and doing it on your own, you get what you get kind of thing. But this is one of the best things I think about this program is that it's really good for people who, you know, who are self-motivated, but it's also really good for people that are not self-motivated, who need structure mm -hmm. and someone to help them with accountability, which we talk about on the show all the time. People who are self-conscious. I've sent several clients to um, them um, and and one who struggled and struggles to stay even in it because of the issues like that. They don't have a lot of motivation. Mm -hmm. They want it, but they don't know how to stay on track. Um, they're very overweight. They have a lot of medical conditions. We're working on taking them off medication and it's really hard but it's really the best place for that person because that person's getting a lot of hands-on. But at the end of the day, it's still on their own volition to be able to show up and do. And it's hard. Yeah. Even with that whole program put in yeah. place, it's really hard. Yeah. Well, that's where the whole mental piece comes into it. Right. Right. You so, have to be in the, in the right mindset um, because we can only call people so many times to get them to come in for their appointments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I train, but I train by myself, and I haven't had a trainer, so to speak, until I was, since I was playing sports. Mm -hmm. When people come to you and they decide, I need a trainer because I'm not sure what I'm doing is effective, what are some of the biggest mistakes they wait? What are the more common mistakes that they make? Um, a lot of people will find workouts on TikTok now, or they'll go on YouTube and just look things up, and it really might not be appropriate for them or for their goals, but mm -hmm. it's the new it exercise or something that they found. Um, also just a lot of people either do the same workouts over and over and over again for 20 years, or they're constantly changing their workouts. So their body never really gets that, that brain body connection to really learn how to do the, the exercises appropriately and they end up getting injured. So then they're in PT and they're recovering and then they go back and do it again. Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of it is teaching people proper form, making sure that they're safe. Um, I know you had mentioned, Kim, that we give people workouts when they're traveling. We will absolutely do that if we feel the person will be safe doing it on their own. If we feel like this person is better off just walking and doing some cardio when they're away, then that's what we're going to recommend. Um, so it, it's really a matter of safety first. Um, the number one rule of personal training is the safety of the client and the trainer. So making sure that everybody is safe first, because the last thing you want is an injury, which is going to put this person out for even longer towards their goal. It's funny how time, how many times in the gym I sit there and I go, I'm not injuring myself today. <laughs> like I sit there and I, I'll change a weight or I'll do something a little differently. And it's, you, you start to feel it and go, no, I'm not hurting myself today. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. I, so I'm guessing you feel that the machines don't eliminate that need for doing the exercise properly. Absolutely uh, not. Yeah, because machines, you tend yeah. to think they force you into doing it properly. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it's actually, machines are, even though they're adjustable, they're built for men, like 5'11". So if you're not a man that's, mm -hmm. you know, 5'11", and at, like an average male or 5'10", um, you're not necessarily going to be able to get into the proper position to do the exercise and your, your alignment could be all out of whack. Yeah. So we actually don't, we have one functional training machine in, in our suites and the rest is 
kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, free weights, because bands, stuff like that, because it's much more functional and you're able to really adjust it for the person's body. Well, and I think too, just to piggyback that, that the, um, just talking about the sole workout piece without all the other pieces is that the trend is much more towards, and it's not even new. It's just more, the trend is picked back up is that body weight training is much more effective in general than, you know, going in and lifting really heavy weights, unless you're training to be a power lifter, unless Mm -hmm. you're training to be a heavy weight lifter or doing all those kinds of things and doing something specific. So the body weight training or the kettlebells or the things that you're doing, just like suitcase carries or farmer carries or things that are giving you core strength, they, they're a much better way of doing things. And you see people in the gym, notoriously, I think the machine that always gets me is the the ab machine. Yeah. <laughs> the one where, you know, you put your hands behind yeah. and crunch and you can cheat on that so easily. And so I watch people aimlessly do hundreds of those crunches and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. And I always want to say something. Of course I don't, but, yeah. and which is good restraint for me because I want to go, <laughs> that's just not working. And, you know, they've got like a big stack of the weights on and, like, ooh, that's just not helping you because you're, you know, pulling with your arms or so it's just so much better to have like a core workout that's all body weight, like planking and side planks and rotational planks and windshield wipers. But people don't have someone that necessarily would tell them that and they don't know that because maybe they're not an athlete or they didn't grow up in an environment like I did or like Michelle did or what Amy's doing. So it's super important to get at least if you're not going to go and buy into a whole package, at least go one or two times to learn, you know, body form and good Mm -hmm. exercises and don't take it off of the internet. I mean, I know tons of people that do that and they come in and they're like, I've learned this. (laughs) I think at least once or twice a week, I get people coming and like, I'm doing this thing. They'll get down on my floor and they'll show me. I'm like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) that is great. And I'm like, you're going to probably slip a disc, but <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you're going to probably break something, but nonetheless, we are on board there. You get inundated with that stuff though. You're getting uh, posts and emails and, you know, people have, you know, the new workouts, what you should be doing and yeah. they specify it for age and weight and what your purpose is and things like that. It's, it's easy to get sucked in. Well, I think if you find a reputable place and that, so fitness together, actually, if you go on Instagram and on TikTok. There, Amy's trainers. I haven't seen you do one yet, but yeah. I've seen Amy's trainers. Amy's trainers will do like a fitness tip of the day, or they'll do the five yada yada of the day, but they'll show you like a kettlebell swing, or they'll show you like a good quick calisthenic or mm-hmm. in the proper form. And they talk you through it. So finding a reputable place, if you're not um, familiar enough, like go to places that you would think, okay, this is like an actual gym with certified people, not just some person is like, Hey, I'm a guru of this. And they yeah. have no, yeah. you have no information on their background. Cause there's a lot of them. I get the feed, I get them in my feed because of what I do for a living all the time. And I'm like, Oh, and I'll, I always listen. Cause I want to know what's out there, but there's some really great ones. And then there's some people that are not. And if you're not in the field, like we are, you would have no idea whether or not that's right. good or bad. So I think that even if you're not going to sign up and do like a million sessions with someone, at least get your basics if you're not familiar or you weren't an athlete or you didn't have a coach or a personal trainer coming up through your youth, go to someone that really knows if you're, if you're really invested in shaping your body. Um, people often think that personal trainers are for, are for um, people who are really serious about doing some kind of sport, whatever. It's not. It's it's for every the every person every kind of person. day person. It's just to get people that need a little extra help or they want that extra support or the camaraderie and friendship. 
um, I know a whole bunch of Amy's clients, they have become friends, they do things together, they go out on outings together. What a great way, especially now that the pandemic is sort of sort of over, I guess, um, people going out and doing, um, and that's a great way to meet people. Yeah. I yeah. don't re recommend dating, but you know, but that's where people do. It's like going to, you know, AA don't date and don't date in a gym. <laughs> I, I was thinking, you know, kind of went off there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know where that came from. It sounds like personal experience to me. No, but no. <laughs> no, it's not. No judgment, Lou. Yeah, <laughs> Lou. No judgment zone. That's no judgment opinion. zone. So it's the basic toolkit of a body weight program. What are your goals? What are you looking to do? What's yeah. you know what what do you need? Um, what uh, maybe limitations do you have? What can you handle? It's yeah. and it, what we do initially with anyone that's interested in our program is have them come in for a ninety-minute consultation and assessment, where we go through a whole rigmarole of, of mm. um, exercises, see where they're at see what they can do, um, see what maybe they aren't able to do yet, uh, and and figure out a way to not only give them what they want in their program, so in other words, get them to their goal, but also make them function, because if you add weight to dysfunction, you create injury. So yeah. you need to make people functional before you can actually start getting them stronger and, um, and healthier a lot of times. So... It really, really depends on the person. And see, now I always have to do the devil's advocate because I come from that mental health side where the people that come in will be like, oh, my God, it's so much work, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming in from that side, which is people say, oh, but I just want to go in and lift. Why do I have to do all that? Well, because there's a reason. There's mm -hmm. a baseline. You have yeah. to know your baseline. And unfortunately, you go into the big box gyms. And I see this. I saw this last night at the gym. People come in and they just stack on weights and just go, I'm going to press this. No spotter. No. I'm like, oh, my God, this person's <laughs> going to be under that weight set. No time. <laughs> and and that's what people do. Not just that. You can see them. You can see the injury as it's happening. Right. When I'm on vacation and I go to a gym to work out, it's I have to put my blinders on because I'm just like, I, I can't. I can't handle yeah. it. But <laughs> that's me. Well, and because because there's people and kudos to everybody that goes to the gym. You know, I yeah, see people in the gym absolutely. all the time doing their their treadmill workouts or they're riding their bike, reading a book. You know, there's that. But they're there. But they're riding the bike. But they're riding mm -hmm. the bike. Yeah. Right. So as long as you're there, that's good. However, it the functional base of getting a baseline of your actual ability so that you can actually have the best outcome and that's not just for your body like physicality but it's also for your mental health because we know that every single thing that you do whether it's cardio whether it's anaerobic aerobic whatever exercise is changing your chemical makeup in that moment which gives you fuel for the day or the next day or, or so on and so forth it gives you the dopamine rush and the endorphin rush to make you more positive make you more likely to be productive yeah. it gives you that inspiration to like not put the next crappy thing in your mouth um, because why, why go and do that? And now I'm going to go eat a donut. Yeah. Right. No donuts. That's the way you negotiate with no yourself. Donuts. I could eat that, but then I got to do the treadmill for an extra half an hour. Well, that's what we've half got. an yeah. hour. Yeah. Extra half an hour. <laughs> well, I saw great. Extra half an hour. I, I saw this great meme yesterday about like, you know, if we could just measure in like how many burpees that piece of cake would mm -hmm. take instead of calories. Now everyone gets so calorie conscious. It's like, that's 250 calories. So that means, you know, 45 minutes of walking or, you know, 
how about let's just do it in terms of burpees. That's 300 burpees. Oh God. <laughs> and then it was, and no, I actually like burpees. So I'd be like, Oh, let's do it because I'm weird. But <laughs> most people are like, I'm not doing those burpees. So it's a deterrent from the cake. <laughs> yeah. You had to convert it to burpees instead of calories. It makes sense. You know? Um, okay. So did you have any more questions about her gym and her techniques? No, go ahead. Okay. Good. Proceed. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> um, so, so how, well, Amy, so Amy in the past few years has, I, I, I'm very proud of Amy because she's done like this amazing transformation that she's really worked hard at and she's got like the best mindset and it's not easy. And people always think that weight loss and keeping your head right and all those things stay together. Mm -hmm. um, and it just comes easy, but it doesn't. And, and that's yeah. why I love Amy's story because she's worked really hard at staying the course and it's never perfect. But it would be great for you to share a little bit if you're comfortable sharing some of that, like, you know, that you had a goal and this is what you wanted and it's, it was a struggle over years. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I just want to tell you the, the number one thing that drives me absolutely crazy. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people come into the studio and they give me the look like you're you're thin. You don't you can't empathize with yeah. me. You have no idea what I'm going through. And I sit there and I'm like, I used to weigh 234 pounds. I know exactly. Well, not exactly because I'm not you, but I know <laughs> the struggle that it's going to take to get to where your goals are. Um, it's it's very difficult. And for me, it's a it's a minute by minute thing. Um, my my goal is to just do the next best thing. And I know that I will be successful if I focus on what's right in front of me. And this day, if I focus too far ahead, forget it. I'm just going way back to my old patterns because that's what's easy. And that's what my mind still knows. Um, I grew up overweight and obese my whole life. Uh, as a kid, um, I had some major trauma. And uh, unfortunately, that led me to eat. And that's how I was able to cope with my trauma was just to shove food in my mouth. So from a very young age, I was overweight in all the school pictures. I was the fat kid. <laughs> um, my parents sent me to fat camp when I was young. I went for years over the summers and I would lose 20 or 30 pounds. And then as soon as I got back home, I gained it all back again. Um, and, you know, pretty miserable, pretty miserable. I grew up in a middle-class family in Brookline, Mass. Uh, you know, not, no crazy, you know, area where I had to worry about where I was going to get food or anything yeah. like that. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I, I tried to go to the gym. And I, I joined an all-women's gym when I was in high school. And I dropped a few pounds. Um, and I would get really motivated. And then I would just gain it back. So it was a constant up and down, up and down. When I was in college, same thing. I dropped a bunch of weight in college and then I gained it all back. Um, I ended up getting married when I was 27 and it, it was not the right person for me. Uh, at that point, I, it, was, it was, this sounds awful to say and I probably should not even be saying this on the air, but- She's going to, here I'm it comes. Going to. I'm not sure what's coming, but here, here it comes. comes. Um, my father in his attempt to get me to lose weight and become healthy had told me that no one would ever marry a fat girl. 
Oh. So at 234 pounds, you can I got married. You say that, by the way, to interrupt you, because that's not an uncommon story yeah. of people to, to have something like that said and just be like, because there's such a stigma attached to mm-hmm. being heavy. Yep. So go ahead. Sorry. Yep. No. Um, so uh, at that point, I was uh, 27, miserable, working in finance, hated my, didn't hate my job. It was okay, but was just not fulfilled, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Um, and and you didn't so, feel good, right? We've had, no, we've had you just didn't no. feel good because you were so heavy and you felt yeah. so down, like you had this job, but yeah. it just wasn't fulfilling because you just I knew I wasn't married to the right person. Like there's just everything, everything. It was just not a, a good Set point up. in my life. Right. And um, there happened to be a personal training studio that was right around the corner from my house. So I walked and drove by there all the time. And I, the uh, Christmas after I got married, I talked to my dad and I said, you know, will you help me um, hire a trainer? And he agreed. And I went and trained there for two years and lost 85 pounds and said, what am I doing with my life? Why am I sitting at a desk all day? If I could help one person the way that my trainer, Katie, had helped me, then I feel like I would be living my best life. And so... Um, I went back to school. I went to National Personal Training Institute and um, became a trainer. And I started training at Fitness Together in Belmont. And I, I trained. I knew eventually I wanted to own my own studio. That was always a goal of mine. Uh, my dad owned uh, a business while, all while I was growing up. So that's the life that I knew. Um, I was much more comfortable being my own boss. I knew that was going to be my path. So I trained for two years, um, got comfortable in the training realm. Then I managed a fitness together that was in Medford, Mass. I don't even think it's there anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I managed there for about a year and a half before I purchased my studio in Andover. Um, so it's it's been a journey. I've had the studio for almost eight years now. Um, and during that time, uh, so I had gotten divorced pretty much right after I became a, a personal trainer. Um, and then uh, my my husband now, Joe, uh, he was my assistant manager at my first job. <laughs> so, okay, so shit where you eat. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Yes. So um, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He is. He's wonderful. And um, he we're just the best partners in life. Um, We do everything together. We work together. We live together. Everyone's like, how do you how do you spend so much time with your husband? Like, I want to kill my husband. How do you spend so much time? I don't know any other way because we've always worked together Um, when the two years in Belmont, I was working for him. And then as soon as I got my management role, he actually came and worked for me. And then we, now we work together. So we're just used to doing that. Um, that's, I don't know if I could work without him, <laughs> which is kind of a problem too. But we could talk about that another day. Um, so yeah, the, during that time, I, uh, when I first got the studio, there was a lot of stress. I hadn't dealt with all my trauma. I did put on a little bit of, of comfort weight. I was comfortable, you know, in my relationship with Joe. And 
So I, I put on some weight there. We got married like five years into our relationship and then had kids pretty quick because I'm an old lady. So <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't true. much time left. Not true. Um, well, you know, so uh, we had kids pretty quick and that didn't help with my weight at all. Uh, I had kids back to back, so they're only a year and two weeks apart. Mm. And they're adorable, um, by the way, just thanks. saying. Thanks. <laughs> they're three and four now. Uh, so uh, what happened when uh, what Kim is referring to over the past few years is uh, during the pandemic, we had to shut our studio down Uh for about three months, which mm. was horrible. Uh, we did some virtually tra virtual training, but it definitely was not the same as being in our space, being with our clients. You know, we could tell we were struggling with our mental health. Our clients were struggling. Everybody, I don't know anybody that really wasn't struggling with something at that point. Um, I had just turned 40. So that was another big milestone for me was, okay, I'm 40. Like I, mm. I have these two little kids. I, I, what am I doing? So, and if the business failed, we were both out of work. That was our only source of income. So we didn't have a choice, but to make it work. Um, we obviously did everything we can and made it through. So we're very fortunate, but, um, I ate my way for, you know, the few months that we were closed down. I, I ate everything because, you know, there was a meat shortage and there was a Twinkie <laughs> shortage and there was an everything shortage. <laughs> so <laughs> I just ate everything that I could get delivered to my house. And um, it was pretty bad. And then that September was the virtual Boston Marathon. And I had already trained twice because we originally thought that it was going to be in April right. and then it was canceled. And then um, I started training again and I got injured. And so I had gotten up to about a half marathon and then I couldn't go anymore. So I did the virtual marathon in seven and a half hours. It was the most miserable day <laughs> ever. Um, but it was certainly a learning experience. And at that point um, I just, I made a decision. Um, well, before you say on the decision point that I think because thinking back to that time too, is I, re I just remember it being so because we had to train those two times in a row and then the, the eating in between and all that stuff that everyone yeah. was dealing with yeah. and you had gained more weight and yeah. then you were like it, the injury related probably to obviously the way, yeah. you know, people always think like, Oh, I'm old or I'm no, it's like, it's you put on weight your joints don't hold it yeah. as well and, and you get injured so then so and then it demotivates you i mean it's just that whole role yeah. of of time that by the time you get into it i just remember on the day of the our we all did the run on similar days it was like you know it was hard it was mm -hmm. just like i kept saying like just keep going forward just move forward just don't worry just just finish it yeah. because it's just hard and you just have you know it's like take two pound two ten pound bags of potatoes and stick it on you and, and then try to, yeah. to walk five miles yeah. it changes the whole never body running 26 yeah never mind <laughs> right so yeah. so just to put a context around the fact that like you know here's a person whose set her story is so important that it, it, the mindset of like she had a goal, but she had all these other adverse things going on around her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was my first Boston, as Kim had mentioned. So it was so important to me. And the fact that I couldn't be there in person just kind of killed me. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was very 
demotivating. I was very demotivated. And, I, and after I finished, I did not think that I deserved a medal. And I almost didn't keep my medal, to be yeah. honest, because I was like, that was the most pathetic thing that I've ever done. It was the, the least effort I've ever put into something. And looking back today, I can say, God damn, I actually did it. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe I pulled it off. Like, I don't care if it took me seven and a half hours. I can't believe I actually finished it. Well, in a was, way, you deserve two medals. I mean, was, doing that for seven hours is it has some it's admirable to an extent to people who can run a marathon in two and a half or three hours. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's brutal. It's well, literally like an entire work day. Well, it speaks to your it speaks to mental fortitude for people. You know, I say like 26 yeah. miles is 26 miles, whether you do it in two hours or seven hours, it it's still 26 yeah. miles. And it's yeah. your it's your race, your marathon, your your mindset. And for if sure. you finish it, that that's what matters. It doesn't matter how you did it. It matters that you did it. Seven hours is almost more admirable in a way because of the tenacity and the mental strength it takes to, to stay at that. It's a different for seven type hours. of mental strength. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Mental toughness on that, on that level is a different way to, than someone who does it in two hours, still mental toughness, but in a different yeah. way. Well, sure. the two, the person doing it in two and a half, three hours has the mental toughness through the training period, which right. you didn't have, but on the day you showed up and you did it. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was definitely a learning experience. And, and on that day, I just, I felt horrible. And it almost felt as if how I had felt before I started training with my trainer so many years before. Um, it just felt horrible. So I knew that a change needed to be made. And um, I changed my, within a couple of weeks, I, oh, I should also mention that we were moving our studio at the same time. So more stress. <laughs> Add in more stress, just like in real life, bit. like right yeah. a little bit. Yeah, all the life um, We had moved our house. We we moved from Braintree up to Andover in December, right before the pandemic hit, and then we were moving our studio. Um, so in September, so that that September of 2020, we moved our studio, um, which was the best move we ever made. But certainly, trying to find contractors and build outs and design and working with a franchise and it was, it was just a disaster. So um, I, I knew that I needed to make drastic changes. I changed my diet completely around, um, haven't looked back since. And I just feel so much better. And, um, when and it I didn't went happen to train, overnight. No, absolutely and that's not. I want like, the listeners to know not. that it does not happen overnight. Yeah. And, and you know that instant gratification is wonderful, but in order to do this, it's so worth it, even if it's just one day at a yeah. time, because it's one meal at a time, it's not one, even it's one, one day, day at a time. time, right? It's one, one meal one, at a time. And as I say sometimes, and I know you listen, it's, I always say it's one choice at a time. Yeah. It's every single yeah. time you go to choose to pick up something to put in your mouth or sit on the couch when you could have gone outside yeah. or got like, it's, it's, choice at a time, choice at a time, right. choice at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's for anything. This is like that overarching, like whether it's for something for work or something for family or, or losing weight or it's choices that you make are what put you in a position to have your best life or your best moments because you're, you're not just succumbing to like something happening to you and becoming a victim of your circumstance you're actually doing something to proactively change it and not just be like well my genes are this way i'm always going to be this way or i'm old or you know it, 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 that's such a common thing excuses. it's either excuses like oh yeah. well my genes no no mm -hmm. and you know how i'm about yeah. genes like no no that's not mm -mm. 
No, you just can't outrun a, a bad diet. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Amy, on that thread, did you, in at any point in your weight struggle, especially early on, did you feel you had control over it? In other words, in the beginning, did you feel like this is just the way I am or? Uh, oh yeah, I did the whole I'm big bone thing for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Remember when you said that to me for the first oh, time? Yeah. You no, know my response to her was, I wonder if she remembers. Yeah, you said, does a skeleton? I said there are no say? skeletons no skeleton. that have big bones. They all have the same. <laughs> that's what because when people say that, yeah. that's you know, I mean, I'm totally interrupting on this because when people look at me in the office and go, "Well, I'm big bone," I'm like, "Have you ever seen a skeleton with big bones?" Because they're all the same. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when your parents have told you that and your grandmas have told you that, like, honey, you're just big oh, bones. it's genetic. It's genetic. It's genetic. It's, genetic. Yeah. it's like, well, yes, oh, it yeah. might have some genetic predisposition, but that is not your fate. That's a choice yeah. that you end up making after yeah. the fact. Yeah, sorry. I think yeah. one of the big side benefits of weight loss is that you understand how much control you have over your outcomes and your lives, and you start to apply it to other things. And yeah. it, it, the tenor of your story was kind of seemed like that, where all of a sudden things started changing because you realize you weren't a victim of your outcomes. You were, you know, you had control of it. I created my outcomes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, I feel like everything that, like you're saying, it's, it's the compiling effect of every little thing that you do. It's not these big giant things that we do. It's the little tiny things that we do that add up to be these big, big things that you're like, wow, I can't believe I actually accomplished that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's marathon training. It's one workout at a time. It's not, you don't just go out and run the marathon. Otherwise you end up with seven and a half hours and you want to <laughs> die. So it's not it's 20, it's 20 weeks, right? So you, it's, it's just like, you know, if you're doing a weight loss plan, it's not, if you want to lose 10 pounds, like I say, every January to my listeners, 10 pounds doesn't come at the end of January. It comes maybe in March or April. It's not overnight. And people think, oh, you did that overnight. If they haven't seen you in a long time, I, I'm sure people looked at you and said, oh, Amy, you look so good. How'd you do that? It was so fast. You know, oh no, it's one yeah. choice right. at a time. It's making right. sure that, and that's not to say, and I am jumping in here to help, like, help this along a little bit because I want her to talk about like, you don't have to deprive yourself. People always think they have to restrict and have to have like, mm -hmm. no, you I sure you want to bring this up? <laughs> they have to, well, people, but people, when they're not doing the healthy thing, and this is anything, even in your thought process about just doing everyday life. If you're not doing the, you know, if you're, if you're restricting on something or you're overdoing something, it's not going to get you your best result. But when you're actively knowing like, yeah, I had that handful of nuts that I shouldn't have had, or I had that cheese or I had that cake. That's not that it's a bad thing. It's not what's your next choice that comes after that. It's, that's not, it's not about it, but it is about, and this is where, you know, my, thing at the beginning about talking about the loss of bill last year it's every day that ends in why can't be a day that you eat cake right right it can't always be that choice it can't always be the reason and excuse of well i had pizza today and i'm going to have mcdonald's later and then i'm going to have a salad just because you had a salad and it has ranch dressing on it it's <laughs> it's the choice and it's about making sure you're being honest with yourself i think that's the biggest thing right there is Sorry to cut no, you off. No, you've cut me off. Please it's, do. It's the honesty portion of it. People are so dishonest with themselves. And I was so dishonest with myself. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's constantly the, oh, I just had one slice of pizza. But then, did you have any snacks? Oh, no, I didn't have any snacks. 
Oh, actually, before I went to bed, I, I had a, a just a small cup of frozen yogurt. You, you know, it's like the little things that you don't, you block out. Yep. It's they people not paying attention. It's not paying attention. And because you're not paying attention to what you're putting in your body, that's the, where the problem lies. That's when you start lying to yourself. You can do you, 350. You don't remember. You can do 350 to 500 calories in that last bedtime snack, oh, yeah. which undoes all the work that, that you've done during the day. Easily. Well, and so so I not a, not a client, but a a friend or an acquaintance in my in my group of people texted me last week. I don't know on some given night. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night. And she's young, and she's she's done a she's done a transformation on her body um, tremendously over the past couple of years. Heavy kid has really worked she works out all the time she's mm -hmm. and she's learning as she goes right um and she often recently has been asking for like little advice things here and there and she she texted me and said um and i was actually at the gym at the time she's like she's like is it okay i think it was like 8 30 at night is it okay for me to have a peanut butter whey protein shake right now with banana and blah 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 blah, blah in it and i was like I said, well, two things. What did you eat today? And how many calories have you had? And how many calories are in that shake? Well, the shake had 750 calories in Ooh. it. And my response was expletive, expletive. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I knew that she had already eaten. I know what she does. And she's very regimented. And I was like, but I also knew that she did two, two for at the gym that day. So yeah. I said, if, if she'd done morning gym and afternoon gym. So, and I said, I said, why, why are you, you know, so we went through the process and it just, you know, I said, I think it's fine today, but I wouldn't make that a habit. It's a right. choice that you want because something in your body is craving it right now. Yeah. Are you hungry, angry, lonely, tired, you know, but that was a choice, but she was actively engaging her mental, um, quantifier and qualifier to say, is this a good choice for right. me right now? Because I want it, but, uh, you know, and it wasn't to restrict. It was like, I already know I've eaten this, but I also did a two for today. Right. So, but so she's activating her brain to get that emotion to say, uh, isn't that one of the best skills you talk about people be, being dishonest with themselves. Yeah. One of the best skills is accountability, right. keeping track of the calories that right. uh, yeah. I, I, I tell people this with money too. keep calorie, track of where the money goes. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Become I mean, more I, accountable. For I, it. I try not to hyper focus on calories because right. people get so caught up on numbers right. yeah. and, you know, numbers on the scale, body fat percentage, right. BMI, right. calories. There's so many numbers and it's like people get obsessed with them. Okay. How many exact grams of protein right. do I need to or eat? Macros and, or right, things like exactly. that. Exactly. Right. There's so many different numbers that you can track. And for some people, yeah, it's really good depending on what you're trying, trying to, do, to do. Right. It can be really, really helpful to use those statistics, but for the general population, eat healthy yeah. stop eating processed crap well and then, you know like you talk about it all the time stop eating sugar but don't you think amy in this and and you see this in your business too is that healthy right what is healthy people think that well i ate a salad right. okay a salad now i digress here for a second a salad is not a cob salad a cob salad is a cob salad a cob salad <laughs> that's that salad in it it's a word yeah that, but it's not really that wouldn't be a choice if someone's you know 150 pounds overweight that's not the choice of salad i would have um but it's not about the calorie count there it's like that's not your best choice a better choice is a grilled piece of chicken or a piece of fish on top of a bed of romaine with some cucumbers and things that are water water content so it's you have to like know 
or educate yourself or be around a personal trainer or someone that's going to give you good guidance on how to really do that well, because people have a really hard time knowing what the right choice is. It's, it's not that they don't want to make the right choice because mm -hmm. they don't know what it is. So like the mindless eating, it's like, oh, well, I had, I had a good breakfast, which was, you know, two eggs and some bacon. And then for lunch, I had my salad that I just described. And then at dinner I had blah, blah, blah. But in between I had a handful of pretzel bites and then I had chips and then I had pickles and then I had a half a candy bar. And in everyone's mind, if you talk to people, those never count because I say, yep. I'll say to people, what did you eat today? And they'll be like, well, I had a salad. They never report those other things right. that actually are the things that are making them crave right. to eat more, or they don't realize yeah. that those pretzel bites and those chips and that shake and the smoothie that you think is healthy that has all this powder and protein stuff, um, you know, convert, convert all the time. If you eat too much protein and you're sitting on the couch, guess what happens to the protein? Mm. And people don't realize that because they hear on TV or they hear on TikTok, eat more protein. That's what's going to make you better and thinner and stronger because it helps burn calories. Only if you're moving, <laughs> you have to move. <laughs> so yeah. if you're eating 200 or 100 you know, grams of protein and you have no exercise or you walk only to the mailbox, which there's nothing wrong with, but you're eating that much protein, you're just going to get heavier, heavier, heavier. And there's nothing wrong. And, and I've said this before, there's nothing wrong with being heavy, but are you heavy, healthy? Mm. Yeah. And at some point there is a problem with being heavy because then it causes physical problems. You either have like kidney or liver issues going on. You have heart conditions going on. I mean, so, but it's not about being fat or being obese. It's about, are you healthy? Cause there's plenty of people that are healthy and overweight, but they're doing good choices and they're just not doing the other pieces to drop weight. So it's a very big thing you know, people often make it one or the other, like you're either skinny or you're fat. Right. And that's not what it is. It's about, are you healthy? And it's not the body shaming thing. No, either. not, at, not all. at all. It's are you talking health. practical health in terms of I can get up a flight of stairs. Yeah. I'm ambulatory. I can, yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. That you don't go like two stairs and then go, oh, my knees are yeah. hurting me. And it's because I'm old. No, it's because you have 200 pounds extra on you or your neck is hurting you because, you know, you've gained like this huge pot belly. And people don't realize that a heavy pot belly pulls on the ch like the chest and the cardiovascular system and the lungs. And then what do they do? Well, it's painful to walk up a flight of stairs, so they don't do it. So they sit more. Mm -hmm. It's a very vicious cycle. And so that it's and it's in like you just said, it it's. It's hard in our position, I think, that when we're talking to people about these kinds of things, because people are so sensitized to being body shamed. Yeah. But it's not about talking about the healthiness and making good choices, even though people might feel picked on. That's not about body shaming. That's about what choices are you making? Are you making here's better choice? Are you making a good choice? Did you go to the gym today even to walk? I always say go to the door, walk in, get on for five minutes. You'll stay longer. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. It's just making the choice. Yeah. It's not about like, oh, it's because you're fat. No, it's because you have so much in, ahead of you and you can do this but people don't mm -hmm. it's such a long process you know it's the staircase people are at the, the basement and they want to be at the top floor yeah. and they try to jump the 10 stairs right uh, with bad knees with bad knees <laughs> being overweight <laughs> and then go yeah. but i i hurt myself well yeah you have bad ankles and bad knees because you're carrying all that extra weight and i and i i Used, I dropped a whole bunch of weight after the first couple of marathons. I was dragging my butt over those lines all the time because I had an extra 25 pounds. I'm like, I need to drop some weight because yeah. I sit all the time in my job. So I had to make active change around that to say, I can't keep doing that because it's, I mean, 
foot injury, knee injury, hip injury. My first three Boston marathons, I had something wrong with me. I had a shin splint that was almost clear. Yes. Break through and through because yeah. it was too heavy. But a lot of people just shrug their shoulders and say, what am I going to do? Right. They, right. they give up. Well, they take their hard. hands off the wheel and, and give up control of their outcome. It's too hard. Yeah. It's happening to me. It's not my fault. Yep. It's my genetics. Yeah. I keep coming back. It's my genes. I can't do anything about it. Right. Or it's the pandemic. Oh, yeah. That's the, yeah. It's the pandemic. It's the and pandemic. I say the pandemic should have helped you people more because now you could go outside and run your brains out. The day that I, the day that we got shut down, I looked at Joe and I said, there are going to be two types of people, type of people that are, get to be the healthiest they've ever been yeah. in their lives and the people that are just going to tank out. Yeah. Just going to, right. You're not even going to recognize them the next time you see them. Right. And that's a lot of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, a lot of the reason you get to that place in the first place is stress and anxiety. And, you know, so and the pandemic tripled on that, tripled yeah. everybody up on that. So you eat to cope. What, what are you going to do in a pandemic? You're sitting home. You watch Seinfeld and you eat, yeah. right? Unless you're motivated. Unless you're what? Unless you're motivated. Oh, yeah, unless you're motivated. So, so how would you say to a client or someone listening that is overweight, has some trauma, some loss, some issues like that, and struggles and wants to be healthy, but really kind of gets in their own way all the time. Like, what would you say is like a first good step or two besides just going to the gym? Um, well, finding a good mental health professional is very important. Um, Thank you for the plug. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, I, you know, if, if you know that there's trauma there, which I don't know anyone that doesn't have some sort of trauma, everyone has some kind of drama, mm -hmm. um, deal with it. Don't sit in your shit, deal with your trauma. It will be painful, but you have to rem remember what is more painful. You need to choose your hard. Is it going to be harder to live the life that you're in right now? You know, progressively getting yourself less healthy and less healthy, or is it going to be harder to deal with that trauma and get yourself healthy because really getting yourself mentally healthy will then allow you to get yourself physically healthy. But if you're not willing to deal with that trauma and you're not willing to take the time and the energy, then you're just going to keep yo-yoing and going up and down. So ask yourself, what's the next best thing that I can do is the next best thing that I can do to find a mental health professional is the next best thing that I can do to go for a walk is the next best thing that I can do to call a personal trainer. Um, mm. You know, what, what is the next best thing that I can do for myself that's going to get me where I will be happy and feel fulfilled in my life um, and surround yourself with people that are like-minded and don't surround yourself with people, block the people out that bring the negative energy. You the, are right. who you hang out with. So yeah. if you hang out with people that are constant downers that sit on the couch and smoke pot and eat brownies all day, that's who you are. If you, you know, want to change and you aren't happy being that person, then you need to do something about that. And you need to start finding people that enjoy the hobbies that you enjoy that are healthier. And, and, and so two points on that is so, and that's for people, it's for anybody, but if you're a person that says, I'm going to, 
I need someone to work out with. I can't get motivated. Well, okay, then find go to the gym, find someone that there's always people looking for people. There's always people online looking for meetup groups, even teenagers like Planet Fitness, even though it's a big box and Planet Fitness offered the whole summer for teenagers to come in 14 yeah. to 19 years old for free to work out because we know that the epidemic of being obese in this country is hitting that age range right now. Huge no pun intended right so they're offering that and i know other gyms are doing that too is then you go and you find now I, i've seen more influx of teenagers and and young adults coming in and doing that that are heavier that are in the gym really working out and doing that because they found their little group even if it's two yeah or they do it in groups to, yeah to do that yeah. they're going together and they're actually working out and they're not just doing coming in and socializing they're coming in and doing the workouts which is good um but the and the other thing going back to um, it was a it was a really weird foretelling last year, and, and I was telling Amy about this a couple weeks ago. That uh, right before Bill died last year, like a couple of days before, I had spoken to him and said, "If we don't get this going and you don't get healthier, we're going to have a problem." Because I I felt it coming, and I had just posted up on Facebook, and it was for him, and he, he knew that it was um, one hour in the gym beats a lifetime of death. And three days later, he passed away. Mm. So uh, prophetic and sad and bittersweet. But it's it was it's that it's that what she's saying. It's like one hour a day is gonna not even an hour. Not yet. Yeah, five minutes. Five minutes, right? But it's mm -hmm. it's to the point of it changes your whole life in on a daily. Or people say, I don't have enough time. I love that. I don't have <laughs> enough time. I was talking to Michelle, the person I had on a couple weeks ago yeah. yesterday, and she and I were talking about having time and doing training and she's getting ready to do another series of her bodybuilding and so on. And, and I do running and all, and I ended up accidentally how she got me too. I, she's like, you should do blah, 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 blah. I said, Oh, I don't have time for that. And I was like, <gasps> I can't believe I just said that. And she's like, you said what? Yeah. Wait, what? And I said, yeah. well, I don't have time to train for that in the way that I'm training now for the other things. So I had to revamp. I was like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of his priorities, right? Right. right. It's like I'm so. training for one thing, but she's training for a different. But I was like, well, I don't have time for that. But you do. People say, oh, I get home so late from work. I, you know, you know, I know the gym. I was at the gym last night till 930 because I didn't get out of work till 730. And it's just like you have to fit it in, even if you're tired. Yeah. I have kids tell me, teenagers tell me, oh, I'm just too tired. Uh, well, if you work out, you still will be tired, but you'll have a better tired and you'll have more motivation and more energy because it changes your mind body connection changes and it gives you the results like Amy has. And it takes dedication. It's not easy, but it takes that mindset or getting around people. I think yeah, I, people I, that think that, that way. Think I that think way. fitness slash weight loss is a great place to start, even from yeah. a mental health standpoint. First of all, because it chemically changes you and it helps in those in the mental health aspect of it. But secondly, it gives you a skill set because weight loss and fitness is quantifiable. You show up for, you show up at the gym for a few times and you look better and you feel better and you can do things you couldn't do before. I'm doing more weight. I'm doing more reps. I'm doing I couldn't do this before. You see the gains and that motivates you and gets you going. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting started. It on a larger scale, it's basically just walk through the doors of the gym, even if you're only going to do five minutes because you do more. Yeah. Once you start fitness and training and losing some weight, you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Because you it's feel a, good. Yeah. It, sure. A, it makes you feel good. And B, that progress makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah. I have new clients all the time asking me, when am I going to see results? And, uh, you know, when I'm sitting down for the initial consultation with them, how long is it going to take me to get to my goal? Well, you know, after your first workout, you're going to feel great. 
you're going to feel immediately better. There is no doubt about it. Um, you know, and then it may take six weeks or so to really start noticing a difference, yeah. uh, you know, in the way your clothes are fitting and whatnot. But and maybe it'll take 12 weeks before other people start noticing. Your but, goal is to do this workout today. You're going to feel right. great after you do it. Right. Yeah. It's you're not the 20 awesome. pounds you're looking for. It's right. today. Right. 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 It's just the next right thing. What is the next right thing? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not in the, and I, and it's not the goal of the people go right to, but it, the scale's not showing me. I'm like, stop looking at the scale. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm always like, take the scale away. Stop with the scale. The scale of, you know, people that weigh themselves every day. I'm like, yeah. stop doing that yeah. because it's not an accurate representation of what's really going on in your body. If you're doing the right choices for you, that's in a plan for you on a daily both mentally, physically, and eating wise, you're going to see results. Results meaning don't judge it by the number, judge it by do your clothes fit differently? Right. Did you? Right. That's a big, yeah. that is yeah. one of the biggest things I tell people. It's like, did your clothes fit differently? Have you yeah. have you noticed that, wow, well, you didn't have to buckle that one over that extra one. Now you can release it. You can tie your shoes easier. There's one, there's a telltale sign of people who have lost weight or in inches, not necessarily pounds, but inches is when you tie a shoe and a heavier person, they'll tie it. If you've never noticed this, they'll tie it crooked because the way that they have to lean, they have yep. a, a crooked tie. It's over the side, the better posture they get because the tummy inches go away. The tie of the shoe is in the middle. It's, it's, it, yeah. it's one of those tells that I know in yep. psychology, like I just see it. I'm like, Oh, they, I can tell that they've lost weight, not because of maybe visual, but I can see their different yeah. tie. Um, but you gain muscle weight. So right. playing with the scale, especially as you get later, early on, you get that nice rush of losing weight. The, Sometimes, the, the easy, not yeah. all the time. If you're carrying a lot of extra weight, you lose some of that easily and you get some quantifiable results, which is always fun. Yeah. But there's a certain point where that gets tough yeah. and you have to see it in other places. Yeah. I always tell clients if they have a fitness assessment where they haven't lost weight, I'll, I'll say, you know, if you're 150 pounds, and you're wearing a size 16 jeans, but you're 150 pounds and you're wearing a size eight jeans, are you really going to care that you're 150 pounds? Right. And the answer, I always get a smirk and a no, <laughs> because nobody cares. It's, you know, if you are happy with how you look, then it should not matter as long as you're healthy, right? You just, you know, it's, yeah, it's about health. It's about being healthy. Right. So, yeah. Um, I don't want to be able to go anywhere without Amy also, because I want to transition just for a second because she's like, Oh no. Uh -oh. Yeah. So this is where the women in leadership piece comes. Cause Amy's a very strong minded, well-rounded entrepreneur, much like the other women I've had on the show and continue to have and men, but particularly this month because of the focus. So Amy belongs to a couple of networking. That's how I met Amy is through some networking um, groupings um, and her husband. So, um, but Amy has a fantastic network of people, but she does a lot of philanthropy work, which is another reason why I love Amy because <laughs> she like-minded people playing in the same sandbox yes. as we would say, right. Is um, so she does rotary club, which if people are familiar with rotary, great. If not, it's an, you know, it's a networking club mm -hmm. essentially, but she's doing this national service organization. Thank you. A national service organization. International, yeah. Oh, international. Well, Cause she's doing this, <laughs> but I just wanted her to talk a little bit about that because one, I know that people, when they listen, they like to jump on board to some of the things that some of my, my guests do, but this one's really great as they all are. But I wanted you to talk a little bit about your cool idea that you came up with and talk about what you're doing and how people can, you know, maybe help out or maybe do anything to give you some help. 
Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I've been a part of the Andover Rotary Club for over seven years now. Um, I am a past president and also a future president, <laughs> president-elect. So next I will be year. president again Congratulations. Uh, next year. Um, would you say? Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I love Rotary. It's amazing. Uh, it, it is an international service organization. So I'm sure, you know, most towns have them. If you've seen the little blue and yellow wheel, it looks like a little wheel um, driving around. That's the Rotary uh, logo. So you probably have a Rotary club mm -hmm. in your town. Um, we focus uh, on service above self. So making sure that people locally, um, regionally, domestically, and internationally are all helped however needed. Um, so we communicate with clubs in other areas of the world that need help. Um, and uh, one of the uh, projects that I'm working on putting together, which is very, very new, um, and I, I don't have any kind of fundraising thing up or anything for it yet, but I appreciate the plug. Is, um, is for uh, an organization called uh, MPH USA, and they have orphanages in nine different countries. Mm. Um, and the orphanages, they, they never adopt out the children. So they, the children are brought up there, their house, clothes, fed, and educated in these homes. Um, and they tend to be in very poor countries. So um, the project I'm working on is actually in the Dominican Republic. and the um, project itself is to build homes, which are probably not much bigger than the studio that we're in right now um, for the people that work at the homes, because right now the places that they live in are dirt floors, walls falling down, not very mm. good um, to, to live. So um, they are looking to build 30 homes for their employees. And uh, my goal is to fundraise. It would cost about 70000 to build the homes. So my goal is to fundraise. And we could hopefully get a grant uh, from our district to match. So if I raise 35000 I could get it matched to seventy. Um, and then to have myself, other Rotarians, um, there's clubs at the high school called the Interact Club, which works with Rotary. Um, and also Rotaract, which is on the collegiate level. So they have clubs there as well. So getting a group of about 40 or so people to go over to DR and help finish off the homes uh, for, for these workers to live in. So that's wow. that's my project, but it's still very, very new. Isn't that a great um, idea? I love that part. And yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I really want my children, my husband and I both really want our children to be service oriented and to grow up knowing how fortunate they are and how little some kids have, but are still very, very happy kids mm -hmm. because you don't need a lot. Um, so I, I really want them to be exposed to that from a young age. So they're going to come with us and I'm excited for that. Modeling. Well, and, and yeah. so, yeah, it's modeling. And, and so it's the theme, even though, you know, it might to some people think, oh, this, what is this related to? It's mental fortitude. It's like, here's a modeling of parenting and 
and adulting, but also modeling like, hey, you can do and be anything you want to be. You can help people. You can give back. And that gives you something. It's altruistic. You're not looking for anything, but you still get a benefit out of it because what a wonderful shaping experience, which also goes to all the things we've talked about today, which is how do you have your best life? You have to, you have to give back. Yes. You have to educate others. You have to give, you have to teach people about you to be able to learn about them so you can help people better. And I think that that's, that's one of the reasons why I love talking to Amy about just her entrepreneurship and how she does, because she's always moving and shaking and hustling to do for others. Yeah. And that helps her help herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that that goes to that theme today is when you're helping others and you're helping yourself, they go hand in hand. And so sure. if you're sitting idle and you're sitting sedentary, you aren't going to be healthy. If you're not helping others and you're just doing for you or you're sitting in your pity pot, it's not going to do you any good. It's It's got that whole looping theme and whether, and you don't have to be uh, an Olympic runner. You don't have to be a marathoner. It's just about thinking in your own space. Where can I give to myself and to others today? Like today, be kind to five people. We talk about this all well, the time. It's the basics, be kind to one person. It's the basics of having control. Yeah. I mean, you took control over your weight issues. You took control over your life. You took control over your outcomes in terms of financially. And now you're saying, I can help people in Dominican. You know, and that's that's a control that most people don't have. They sit on their couch and go, what am I going to do? Well, they, I have no control they over that this. They've happened to them. It's like yeah. it's taking like, you know, Amy used the word trauma before. It's taking something that's happened to you or these kids at the orphanage. They're, you know, they're disenfranchised in many ways. It's taking a, a negative situation and turning it into something productive for yourself and having that build up accumulation effect of having it become better and better and better for yourself because you're able to do that. I think that's a huge piece of that. But people who don't think they have control over their outcomes aren't going to get engaged in the outcomes for other people. They're not well, going to take that I think people think too much. Yeah. I think that's the problem is people think too much and act too little. Right. And if you just stop thinking for five minutes and just do something, you're going to be successful. You yeah. just need to do. Stop thinking. Um, it, that's that's my opinion yeah, on it. It's, no, it's you know, and and I always tell myself if it's not scaring me, like being here right now is scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> really? But yeah, it's super intimidating doing this. Are you kidding? So I told her she'd be fine. Of course, you tell me I'm gonna be fine, but do I believe you? No. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> but but if I I find if I don't th do things that scare me on a consistent basis, then I'm not growing as a person. Yeah. I have to do things that scare the crap out of me in order to do good things and do big things and make a difference for well, myself, have... for my family, for other people. Are you still scared? Of course. Oh, You're okay. very intimidating. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> <Would> you... <laughs> I'm so scared. Don't yell at me. Yeah. Um, but don't you think that uh, that fear of failure. If you don't act on the fear of failure, you get stuck. I have, I, I mean, so many clients and, and even people in my personal life. I mean, we talk about this. You're not one of them that does this, but people are like, oh, I'm so afraid to fail. And then they don't, do, they get, you should fail. You you have to fail. Do you know how many times I've failed? I know. Yeah. If you don't fail, you have to fail. You don't learn. You don't grow because there's no, it's like a, you have, you to, have fail. to fail. You have to, you won't pass that exam. You might not make it to the top of the mountain. You might not finish the marathon. You might not, you know, get up on the time you wanted yeah. to and get all the things you had completed today, whatever it is. But 
failures where learning occurs. It, right. it opens up a door for opportunity. People say that's right. so cliche, but it's mm, the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. You absolutely need to put yourself out there and do something that scares you. Every day, do something that scares you, whether it's walking in the front door of the gym that you've had a membership to for two years that you never wanted mm -hmm. to. Whatever it is, you know, do something that right. scares you. Do something that's, that causes major anxiety and you will be okay. Well, that's the thing. At the end of the day, <laughs> if you, you fail, okay. right? If, if you don't eat all the right things today, right? But you, yep. you, or you, you take an exam and you fail or you run and you quit. Okay. But no one dies at the end of the day. You have an opportunity to revamp that, relook at it, motivate. That's a like, ooh. I'm going to change the way that was so that I can do better next time. Yeah. Or I'm going to do it. It's an opportunity yeah. versus like, and I call it Eeyore. Why bother going mm -hmm. out when you just have to come back? Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh is like the perfect example of that. Like, because you have to go out so that you learn how to fail. So you don't have to have that attitude. This is another sports lesson, isn't it? Yes. Because every contest, somebody loses. That's right. And that's a failure. But you come back the next day. That's right. And you yeah. play and you get that's better. Right. That's right. Yeah. The only okay. failure is not trying. Yep. Really. If you don't take the opportunity. No right? risk. Yeah. No risk. No reward. Right. All the cliches. Yeah. They all they all true. They all work. Yeah. That's yeah. why they're cliches. Goes back to the whole meme. Some <laughs> some of you never played team sports and it shows. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I know it sounds I know what it sounds like, but it, there are lessons that you learn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So is there anything else that I'm going to do? I'm going to do my last like three or four questions that are just the fun questions that I like to ask Great. my guests yep. that Amy oh doesn't know are coming. So oh, good they're just like those free association things like, okay, so. Pink. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Uh oh. I'm going to go with fruit. Do I have to have a favorite no, fruit? No, okay. you're fine. So fruit. fruit. What's your favorite word? <laughs> wow, the look. Do you see the yeah. look? Come on, what's your favorite word? Um, God. Love. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you're not allowed to comment. Oh, I'm allowed to have a favorite I know, word. Well, this, the, I know that is an interesting. Well, it's because of your face. What do you want me to say? Boobs? I don't know. <laughs> well, see, that was really in there. That was that was what the truth comes what's, out. What's your What's your biggest turn off? My biggest turn off is people that don't try. What's your biggest turn on? People that try. All right, and that was predictable. That was <laughs> what did you say? That was predictable. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, if you give one piece of advice to someone in their youth to have a their best life today, what would it be? Find someone that has what you want, do what they do, and get what you want. Ah, beautiful. Let me add to that question. Mm -hmm. If you're going to talk to 16-year-old Amy, what would you tell her? Oh. Um, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't even cry, Lou. Jeez. I know she just See? got a little teared up. Wow, Lou. I knew I was afraid of you for some reason. Well, we're doing work here. <laughs> Lou's therapy, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, so so first of all, thanks everybody for listening. Hopefully, I, I know I'll get lots of feedback after the show, like I always do. And Amy's a great guest, and I can certainly have her back, and people will ask questions, and then we can arrange it for later in the year. Um 
really quick thing on Michelle McAlizzie will be coming back to join us um, in August and in October. We have very specific topics that we're going to be talking about. We'll be coming live remote from somewhere on the coast. She and I are going to do a live show from the coast. Hopefully somewhere with signal. You know, listen. Unlike Montana. Montana was not my fault. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was on the top of a mountain at 10,000 feet. Yeah. I was trying to totally be, you fault. know, I was in a place. Excuses. <laughs> excuses. excuses. Yeah. yeah. It's not my fault of Wi-Fi. I'm not the Wi-Fi person. You're supposed <laughs> to bring the bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> the antennas. Um, uh, and, uh, and I'm likely going to have another wonderful female guest who I'm two actually in the next couple of weeks that I'm trying to twist their arms because they're afraid and hopefully they're listening now. Afraid. They're, yeah, everybody gets afraid. Why is this scary? I, Why is this scary? Because pe people are self-conscious. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to mess up. They don't want to be judged. They don't want. Uh, it's you have know. They it's watch your show. Say the wrong thing all the time too. Yeah. And mm. nothing gets erased from the internet. So once it's on the internet, that's true. Say what true you story. Mm. Right. Especially when you cue me in and I'm not ready and my head's down, I'm looking at the phone. That's awesome. But it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be it okay. Now, at yeah. the end of the day, no one's going to die. Yeah. Um, well, we are, but. Well, well, not necessarily. <laughs> Hopefully, not the end of the day. Yeah. I better, I better end this and pull the plug really quickly on this. Um, Just but got so, dark. <laughs> so um, next week we might have another guest. I'm not sure. She and I had a conversation this morning and she was saying she needs more practice. And I'm like, there is no practice. practice. We just do. No practice. We just no do. Um, and show prep is your enemy. Think, that's what that's what I said. Yep. We just go in and wing it. Um, but we will have a wonderful week and everyone go out there and have a great, um, healthy weekend. Make good choices. And if you have any questions and you want to get in touch with Amy, Lou will put up the fitness together um, link in the uh, Facebook page for her. Yes. And also she is accessible to, I'm sure, do consults and certainly you can, you know, oh, yeah. you can do all those things. And, 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 and yeah, everything up there. Lou, yeah. take care. I'll take care. All right. So, all right, you guys have a great week and I will be back to see you next week. God willing. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Yeah.